Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. I'm thrilled today to introduce uh, best-selling author John Gordon as my guest. Now, John has written numerous best-selling books, including The Energy Bus, The Carpenter, Training Camp, The Seed, You Win in the Locker Room First, uh, and The No Complaining Rule. Now, he's got a new book uh, that we're going to discuss today called The Power of Positive Leadership. And I look forward uh, to uh, talking to John about that today. Uh, he has been featured on the Today Show, CNN, CNBC, Golf Channel, Fox & Friends. In other words, this guy gets around really well. So I'm sure you've seen him, you've read some of his books. John, welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure, and I, I can't wait uh, to get off and talk about the book and uh, to have a little fun together. But before we do that, why don't you share with our listeners what fun thing that you've been up to lately outside of work? Well, I work a lot, so that's probably the most fun that I do. But <laughs> and, and We I, all I, know I, that I, feeling. <laughs> yeah, and I actually I love what I do, so to me it, it is fun. So you know, my work and my fun are one and the same, but I would have to say, you know, going out to California, uh, we're going to be out in Santa Monica for a while this summer, went out there to check everything out for a little while and just, you know, love being out there in the cool weather. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, uh, we all understand this. Uh, we spend so many hours at work. If we're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So uh, thanks for sharing that. And I, I'll tell you, John, I am loving the Power of Positive Leadership book. This, this thing is really fun. I love the stories that it's chock full of. I highly recommend this to uh, our listeners today and look forward to talking with, uh, with you about the book. Uh, one thing that struck me is that you understand very well because you put, had this put on the book cover on the back uh, of the, the sleeve for the book, and it says this, when some people hear the words positive leadership, they roll their eyes because they think we're talking about 
Pollyanna Positive, where life is full of unicorns and rainbows. I absolutely can't think of a better way to start off a book on the power of positive leadership than address what people's misperception is, John. So why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the, the book itself and what were you hoping to accomplish whenever you wrote this book for people? Well, it was important to share that because a lot of people do associate positivity with Pollyanna. And I wanted to share that this is not Pollyanna at all. This is the real stuff that makes great leaders great. I mean, positive leaders are the ones who change the world. They get more out of their teams, they inspire them, they encourage them, and they accomplish more than anyone thinks possible or thought possible. And how do you do it? Well, you, you build a great culture. You lead with optimism. You share a vision. Say, here's where we're going. You develop great relationships, and you have a lot of love but a lot of accountability because you're helping people be their best, but you're also challenging them to be their best. Again, we're pursuing excellence in the process of being a positive leader. And we're also leading with purpose and then, you know, moving through each day with grit. So this is a framework for leadership that I built around the idea of positive leadership because I felt that that's what that's the kind of leaders that we need to be. That's what we need more of in this world, in this country. And if you're a manager and you're not getting the most out of your team, well, you can't just check a box. You can't be a taskmaster. You have to be a leader who inspires your team to do more and ultimately accomplish more. So my hope with this book was to, one, give a framework of positive leadership that people could use in their own leadership style, and then also share stories that would inspire people and make them want to lead that way, and then provide research. I provide a lot of research that explains the power of positive leadership and why positive leaders get more out of people, why they are the ones who accomplish more. And that's why when you study history, you see it's the positive leaders that had the biggest impact. So um, that's what I really hope to accomplish, those various things. Well, I, I think you accomplished it uh, exceptionally well. Uh, the book is really entertaining, and I love the fact that you interwove uh, stories into it. Now, I didn't mention all of the great uh, companies and people and sports teams that you re that you represent, but uh, I, I would like for you to talk about uh, one of your clients and one story in particular in the book that I loved, and uh, that has to do with football. Listeners of Manager Mojo know that I love football. Uh, that my wife Cindy and I watch it all the time. Uh, we have, uh, and just so you know, John, we happen to be really big fans of Alabama. So we're roll tide people. Oh wow! However, listeners, uh, John has worked with uh, Clemson for the last five years and with Dabo Swinney, and uh, he has been right there in the locker room with them to celebrate their success. So Dabo, I, I absolutely love this guy. I don't care if he's not uh, the head coach at Alabama. He's the head coach at Clemson, and they beat us in the last second last year. That's okay by me because they did it with excellence. And Dabo leads by example, doesn't he, John? He really does, and he went to Alabama, so that's why you can love him because he's an he's Alabama football player, <laughs> a walk-on, a great – a great success story, and I was also in the locker room with Clemson when we lost to Alabama two years ago. So 
Dabo loses to Alabama, the team loses, and he is in that locker room after they lost, and he's telling the team how proud of he, of of them that he is. He's telling them that you seniors, you left a legacy that will live on in this program. You underclassmen, get ready because we're coming back. And he proceeded to talk about how they were going to come back with his vision, his passion, his purpose. And I was blown away that they had just lost the national championship. And here he was talking about the future. He wasn't wallowing in defeat and being all upset about the fact that they just lost. No, he was already focused on the future. And they did make it back. And then I'm in the locker room when they won. And there's Dabo with the team. He said, guys, I'm so proud of you. You have just won a national championship. But don't let this be the greatest moment in your life. I did not write about that in the book because this happened after the book was already pretty much you know, going to pu- the publisher and so forth. But don't let this be the, la- the greatest moment in your life. Be great fathers. Be great husbands. Do great things in this world. And I thought that was so incredible that even though they just won the pinnacle of success in college football, here he was challenging them to be great people and fathers and focusing on what really matters most. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, the character that it requires to to have the focus to say, hey, it's not about just this result of this game. Life is a bigger uh, a bigger game. And uh, there's no question his influence is just uh, really remarkable on all of college football. And frankly, I think should be a study for all business people. Uh, and one of the things that you did share in the book that, that I wanted you to, to talk a little bit about, because I, I think that vision and being positive about your vision is so important. And Dabo set that example when he was actually interviewing with the board of trustees. So would you share a little bit about that story and what he said and, and what we can learn from that ourselves if, for those of us that are in business today? Sure. I wrote about that in the book. And when he got the job, he was meeting with the Board of Trustees a few days later, and the Board of Trustees, one of the members said, you know, Coach, we want to build a program that's like Florida, that's like Michigan, that's like Georgia. We want to, we want to be like them. Good program with athletics, great football, great academics. And Dabo said, sir, he said, I appreciate what you're saying, but I respectfully disagree. He said, I want to create a program where they want to be like us. That's my vision. And his vision was so big. His vision was bold. He was thinking outside the box. He had a greater vision in mind. And I think that's so important in the business world because when we're building a company, when we're leading a company, when we're creating a new project, when we're working on something, whatever it may be, it's so easy to get down. It's so easy to get negative. It's so easy to focus on your circumstances and the challenges you're facing. But no, if you want to lead others, if you want to do something great, you have to have a vision of where you're going. And it has to be a bold vision. And you have to think big. Yes, you may not get there, but you know what? You work towards it. And you just might get there. I often say that being positive won't guarantee you'll succeed, but being negative will guarantee that you won't. And they were 6-7 and seven in 2010, a record of 6-7, and seven, a few years after being the coach of the program. But then after that, they won 10 games, and then 11 after that, and the rest was history. Absolutely. So it took a little while. It took a little while. You don't have overnight success. But the vision is what keeps you going. 
no question that you, you have to have that positive vision. And you actually uh, make a statement that, that I'd like for, it, it kind of dovetails into that, and this is where I'd wanted to take this. And that is that uh, your you had one of your definitions of leadership. You called it a transfer of belief. And I, I have always believed that if, if you can't really share what you believe with people and you aren't really convicted about it, how are people going to be expected to follow what you're trying to do? Right. If you don't believe, how are they going to believe? Absolutely. If you don't think it's possible, how are they going to think it's possible? So leadership is a transfer of belief. It's taking this belief and optimism you have and then making sure you share it with others. You can't be negative and be a great leader. I'm convinced. Well, I totally agree with you. And, and yet, uh, let's talk about the reality of negative. Negative is going to be there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You're going to deal with negativity. And there are going to be days that you do feel negative yourself. Don't beat yourself for it. Uh, up for it. Just continue to move forward. Work on getting positive every day and being the best leader you can be every day. Oh, I, th I think it's absolutely essential to all of us. I mean, it, you're going to have so many setbacks uh, in, in business or in any area of your life. You're, you, everything is not always going to uh, be roses and, and perfect. You're going to have uh, issues and you're going to have problems. And you're going to make mistakes. But the person that's positive uh, has the energy, in my opinion, to really be able to come back at that problem and, and not give up. Uh, how much does energy play into this role of positive leadership? Oh, it's huge. I mean, you have to have energy to be successful. Energy is often the currency of success. So the positive energy you have is what you're sharing with others. And we also know that a person who's positively energetic really has an influence on the people around them. Research shows that people are contagious. And so your energy and the way you act and how you energize people in the workforce determines whether you're successful or not. There's some great research I put in the book about how people who energize the people around them are more successful and more people want to work with them. And they attract more people for projects and so forth. And so you just naturally get more opportunities when you're positive and, and have some great energy. So one person also who's negative, you know, could sabotage an entire team. And there's research that shows that you know, one person who is negative causes a lot of stress and negativity for the entire organization can really sabotage that just that one person. So you got to make sure that you're really dealing with this in your organization, whether you're focusing on feeding the positive and weeding the negative. And that I totally agree with that with you on that. And I know that negative people, uh, nobody really wants to be around them. That's for sure. But one of the problems that I find that uh, young leaders, young managers have today is that when they do have that negative person that's around, rather than dealing with that person individually and quickly, they tend to delay it for a long period of time. And that just continues to complicate uh, the, the solution. Is that a fair statement in, in your mind? Very much so. From a practical standpoint of management and leadership, you have to do two things. You have to make sure you address the negativity immediately. Do not let it persist because it could sabotage you, the team, and the organization. You must confront it. But here's the other thing. Don't feel like you have to do it in a negative way. Sometimes we get nervous. Sometimes we don't know how to handle it. So we wind up dealing with the negativity with negativity. And in the book I talked about, no, 
you must be positive about the negativity. You must address it in a positive way so you don't contribute to the negativity. And when you do that in a positive way and you lead by principle and you make sure you address it and you try to transform it, then you can really have a huge impact. Now, if that person's unwilling to change, no matter how much you're trying to transform, then you must let that person off the bus and remove the negativity. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I totally, uh, 100% agree with you on that. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, Dabo was a walk-on at Alabama, and now we all know what a great success story uh, that, that he is, and, and in my opinion, will continue to be. Uh, but uh, in the book, you talk about, you make this statement, and I'd like for you to really clarify it for people so they understand where you're coming from. You said the number one predictor and factor of success is not talent, title, wealth, or appearance. Now, I think we've all heard people give excuses. Well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, and I wasn't given this, and I wasn't given that. But you know what? There are a lot of examples where people have been successful anyway, just like uh, Dabo. But what is that factor? What is that number one predictor and factor of success? And if you would, I'd like for you to talk about it. Sure. It is grit, the ability to work hard for a long period of time, to persevere, to overcome, to keep moving forward in the face of adversity, failure, and rejection. So when obstacles happen, when you face setbacks, you don't give up. You just keep moving forward. So grit as a leader is essential. Grit for anybody who wants to be successful is key because Let's face it, you're going to face some obstacles. You're going to hit some roadblocks. A lot of people do give up, and they're the ones who don't succeed. But those who continue to move forward are the ones who succeed, and that's why you have to have grit to do that. And what would you, te- what would you tell people that, you know, that say, hey, you know, I'm not sure I have that kind of grit. What, how do they look for it? How do they begin to say, stir it up in their life? I would say that you're going to be a nobody then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I would not say you're going to end up in a van down by the river. That's what's going to happen to you. No, I would tell each person <laughs> that we all have it inside of us. Grit is not something that you go outside to get. Every one of us naturally has grit within us. It's just about tapping into it. It's about seeing the vision of where you want to go. It's about having a purpose because that's what drives grit. It's about belief and optimism, knowing that you just got to continue to move forward. So for, for all of us, it's not allowing the circumstances in life to define us, but to just continue to move forward no matter what circumstance we're facing. And I think as people understand this and realize that grit is internal and that they do have it and that they just have to live it and just continue to show up every day, over time, they'll recognize the grit in their life. I, I totally uh, agree, and one of the things that, that I remind people of uh, when, they, when they start telling me, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that I have that kind of determination, I, I just remind them that we all were little children and, at one point, and we were trying to learn how to walk. And when we wa- learned to walk, what happened? We'd stumble around, and we'd fall down, and, but we'd get up, and we'd keep going, try to look take another step, another step. And before long, we were actually able to stand without falling down. And the next thing you know, we were walking and ultimately running. So the, the reality is we, you're 100% right. We have it in us. But we oftentimes 
surrender our power uh, to negativism and to other people instead of looking internally. And I, I, I think that uh, your, your book inspires us to look inside ourselves for that power and strength that we need. And uh, it, I don't see that done much anymore. I, I don't hear a lot of people in business talking about that. Is, is that a fair statement from, from your perspective with all of the different companies that you work with and, oh, yeah. and interview? You're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more with you. So if, if we are going to make the difference, what would be uh, a couple of things that you would recommend uh, for us that uh, maybe we struggle with being positive. What, what would be the, a couple of tips that you would give us to say, hey, here's some, something where you can start and you can learn to bec- become a positive person? Well, a few things you can do each day. My favorites are celebrating your success every day. What's the one great thing that happened that day? Celebrate your success. Go to bed and at night a success because when you do that, guess what? You'll be looking for your success each day about what you're going to share at night. And the more you look for success, the more you find it. I also love doing a gratitude walk in the morning. Every day, take a walk of gratitude of what you're thankful for, even 10 minutes. It's a powerful energy booster. Flood your brain and body with these positive emotions that uplift you. And then I would say the last thing is to really understand how thoughts work. When negative thoughts come in, you have to realize that those negative thoughts are not necessarily coming from you. They're actually not coming from you at all. Who would ever choose to have a negative thought? When those negative thoughts come in, you've got to realize that just because you have a negative thought doesn't mean you have to believe it. Just continue to move forward, trusting that no matter what you're thinking in that moment, you could be successful. Because if you just let the negative thoughts go, guess what? A couple of few minutes later, positive thoughts are going to come in. And you just don't give those negative thoughts any energy. And those are some key ways to stay positive. Well, that, those are great tips. I, I love each one of those. Uh, and for me, as, especially, I love the uh, walk of gratitude. Uh, I, I believe we all can find m- numerous things that we should be thankful for and grateful for each and every day. Uh, and so I highly recommend that myself. Uh, yes, very much so. John, uh, I know that uh, people are going to want to connect with you and, uh, and learn more about your great work. So why don't you share with our listeners how they could uh, easily connect with you and find out more about all your great books? Oh, they can go to johngordon.com, J-O-N, gordon.com, or at johngordon11, which is uh, J-O-N, gordon11. That's a Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. And uh, for those of you that happen to be exercising now, we'll make sure to put uh, links to uh, John's Twitter handle as well uh, as his website. Uh, And I I absolutely highly recommend that you connect with John and that you get a copy of this book and and read it cover to cover. You'll be inspired uh, by the book. There are so many great stories of, of people that are current today Uh, that we read about and we hear about. And I know you're going to learn from them uh, and you'll enjoy it every bit as much as as I have. So, John, as we kind of come to a close today, uh, I would appreciate it if you would uh, give your top two or three things that an action item, if you will, that you would like for people to take away for this power of positive leadership, how they could transform their team and organization? Well, I would like them to know that 
first and foremost, being positive doesn't just make you better. It makes everyone around you better. And that's really important. So your positive leadership matters, and how you lead others matters. Positive leaders, they provide, as I said earlier, both love and accountability. They say, hey, I'm going to love you. I'm going to care about you. But I'm also going to hold you accountable to help you be the best that you can be. They provide clarity, which allows people to understand what they need to do and then take focused action. Positive leaders unite the organization, they unite the team, but they also connect with the individual. And so these are just a few things that we can do as positive leaders. You can create a compelling vision, share a comprehensive plan, and then it's a relentless implementation of what needs to be done. If you do these things every day as a leader to continue to work with your team, to help them get better, they'll help you get better. And that's what positive leadership is all about. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you, John. Uh, Our guest today has been John Gordon. John is the author of The Power of Positive Leadership, How and Why Positive Leaders Transform Teams and Organizations and Change the World. John, thank you for inspiring us to change the world today. And we thank you for your time. We wish you phenomenal success with the book. I know it will be. And uh, thank you so much for sharing with us here on Manager Mojo. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Steve here. And one last reminder, I want to thank you for listening to the show. And I want to encourage you, go over to mojouniversity.com. Before you forget it, make sure you sign up for our training site. And let me be your teacher this year. I promise you, you're going to be successful. You're going to love it. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today.